K-pop pillow talk includes graphic content that may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to K-pop pillow talk. I'm Millie. I'm not. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about a hate group project. <laughs> I'm not in school anymore. No, you're not. No, it's all okay. Though I still have fever dreams. It sucks. Yeah. Me too. Speaking of fever dreams. <laughs> Quick story, quick story time. So I had food poisoning over the weekend, Oh, it right? was so bad. It was really, really bad. I never want to experience that ever again. If you or a loved one have ever been affected by food poisoning, I'd be from the bottom of my heart. I'm so sorry. Um, I didn't have a fever, but I was quite delirious and very sick. And yeah. I was having hallucinations. It was, I was not of sound mind. Um, so I was having fever dreams. The whole night, I thought I was in... Um, the Game of Thrones universe, which is so scary. Um, I've only seen three episodes of Game of Thrones, (laughs) but it it was, I've seen the whole first season of House of the Dragon. So I was just in that universe. Um, It was really terrifying and really scary. And I had to fight for like control of this whole thing. And then it was, it it was just awful. It was awful. It was awful. I had many fever dreams, but that's the one that stuck with me the most because every time I woke up, I, I had to actively work to keep myself in the present moment, but it was not working. I was like on the floor in the restroom, stressed about the war that we were going to. Yeah, it was really bad. It was really, really bad. Cause I came home and I called, well, no, no, no. This was, this was different day. I'm thinking, I'm confusing two nights. Mm. When I came home, um, Nods came out of her room and was, like scream crying about how she couldn't feel her hand i couldn't <laughs> and she was so stressed about it and i was just watching her and i was like from throwing up <laughs> like that doesn't make any sense i couldn't y'all i really couldn't feel my hand though it was stuck it was stuck i couldn't feel my hand i couldn't feel my legs a couple times either <laughs> but i just and my mom was like yeah yes you can i was like i and then she just kept saying, no, I can't. I, and, I really couldn't feel my hand. And I was standing there in that moment thinking, I have no idea how to deal with this. And also, this is exactly why I couldn't be a parent. <laughs> like, it was, I know, really? Shout out to our mom. She just, just, just knows what to do. And like, it was awful. It was awful. I'm still... I, I, I'm still recovering. I mean, I feel fine. I feel yeah. great now. I'm just a little slow. Mm-hmm. I don't have much of an appetite and I can't get up too quickly. Um, but, but that, that last one's kind of normal for you. So I don't really, I don't really know. Yeah, that's a little normal. That's just, just another day. Not just iron. Deficient. <laughs> I am, and, and I refuse to believe all the doctors who tell me that I'm not, because I am. Anyway. Our coworker was quite surprised when I said that I had never had food poisoning. And she was oh, surprised really? that Nods had had food. That was, that was like her first experience. Yeah. And I'm about to be 24, y'all. This is my yeah. first experience with it. I am 27. Yeah. And I've never had food poisoning. Yeah. Sorry. I am also just kind of tired. Yeah. There was a lot. Work was a lot. And for some reason, when I woke up this morning, my eyes felt sunburned. Oh, and you know what? It still hasn't gone away. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Maybe eye drops. <laughs> I also just, I, uh, you know, yeah. I wasn't even staring at a screen yesterday, like at all. I was 
at Disneyland. But um, but here we are. But here we are. Yeah. That has nothing to do with what we're doing today, which is reading fan fiction. Yeah. Um. Really quick mm-hmm. before we before we get into the fan fiction. Yeah. I know you haven't seen or heard it yet, Correct. but I do need to talk about it mm-hmm. because this will be. This is the episode where you talk about it. Yeah. Um, Itzy had their comeback this morning. They did. Um, it will have been a minute by the time this episode goes up. But they had their comeback this morning. Untouchable. Wannabe's little sister. This is this is the follow-up to Wannabe that I have been waiting for mm. since 2020 when Wannabe came out. Um, I <laughs> Four years ago. Four years ago, I have been waiting for this moment. And it... It's truly, it's truly incredible. And I've listened to the whole album. And and honestly, anyone, like, I still don't get it. I still don't get the whole, finally, the old Itzy is back. Like, Have you seen it more now? Uh, what? No. Oh. I mean, I've, like, I've, I've heard whisperings of it here and there. Like, I've seen comments and stuff, not, mm-hmm. like, full-on videos and whatever. Um, Not that this is anything different. I don't know. To say finally the old Itzy is back just proves that you're not a fan because Mm. Itzy has always been here. Yeah. Um, I think that's my biggest issue with it is that like they've been Itzy this whole time. But Mm -hmm. anyway, um, it's incredible. Each solo on the album is phenomenal. I cannot decide what my favorite one is. I can't believe Leah still had a solo. I cried when it came on and it's amazing. Um, It's a no skip 10 out of 10 Mm -hmm. album. I'm glad Itzy has started off 2024. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, let's read some fan fiction. <laughs> no, I was going to say something. Oh, okay, before. okay, say something. Um, very exciting news is that G-Idol's coming back with another full album on, on your my birthday! birthday. <laughs> Y'all, this year, <laughs> this year already, we... January January 1st, Itzy gave us Mr. Vampire, and now we have a comeback. And then G Idol mm-hmm. on my birthday. Yep. I just needed to mention that. Yeah, no, I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm very, very excited. I love that this is already year of the girl group once again. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like if if the boy groups disappoint us this year, my theory that women are always getting better while men are staying the same will hold out. Yeah. I made this theory based off of The Bachelor. Uh, um, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> because we don't need to get into that. But that's if, a whole if other you podcast. Watch, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you watch Bachelor shows, you'd probably agree with yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's starting to apply in different facets of my life, and I'm mm-hmm. like, wow, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's evolve. Yeah. Together. Yeah. As a society. Yeah. Please. And you know how we evolve as a society? Accepting smut into our lives. Let's read some <laughs> fan fiction. Perfect. Stunning. <laughs> Lisa couldn't sleep that night. It was about 11.30 p.m. She shouldn't be so bothered, but it was still the middle of the week and she had an early morning start the next day. But after tossing and turning in her bed, she thought she won't be any better ruffling her duvet than just getting herself some alcohol to aid her with her sleeping troubles. Ugh, Ooh, that's my boyfriend core. That is not a good coping mechanism. It's not y'all. a good coping <laughs> mechanism, but it's also my boyfriend core. Yeah. We love her boyfriend though. Yeah. It, it's all it He's got a lot of trauma. He's got a lot of trauma. But y'all do better. <laughs> Everyone else. Do better. No excuses. No excuses. Clad only in thin, blacked, soft, blacked? Black soft cotton panties 
and the oversized Mason Margiela MM6 zombie cat print tee. Wow. Rose left in her closet previously that she threw on. The kitchen found Lisa's ass hanging up in the air as she rummaged her refrigerator. Her arms snaked inside the chiller shelves to get the coldest possible tall beer can she could take. The pop of the can and the fizz that resounded across the room felt satisfying, but it did nothing to appease the tie's troubled mind. Instead of taking a swig from the can, Lisa placed the cold beer on her forehead to soothe her while her elbows were propped on the kitchen slab counter. She could hear the calming sounds of soul midnight. She eased her breathing into deep, long breaths, willing some peace of mind into her head. But she easily got distracted by a pair of curious cat-like eyes that seemed to have latched onto her core. They seemed to have taken in different shapes. Before, it was nosy cat-like eyes from a shoved curtain. Then, it was dominant steel-brown gaze made clear by the morning sun. And now, hungry cat-like eyes that raked her naked, accompanied by a playful twitch of the curve of that delicious mouth that's painted fuck-me red. A moment of appreciation for that paragraph. (laughs) Thank you. Let's continue. Her clit unnecessarily twitched at the thought. (laughs) I'm sorry. I just love when body parts have their own mind because it's, it's real. It is. It is. And, and what I love is that I've never heard it in the context of clit. It's always his dick twitched or my dick twitched. So Mm -hmm. I, and, and clits can twitch too. Right. So I appreciate the beginnings of a dick. Yeah. Anatomically. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's, it's true. (laughs) Science. Science. And Lisa couldn't help herself but curse when she felt it. She sighed as she pulled a long drink from her can as she moved away from her kitchen and walked towards the balcony. She couldn't help herself as her eyes darted towards her neighbors like a bad habit she couldn't get rid of, and sighed again when she found the drapes pulled open and there's a soft light from within, indicating her neighbors probably still awake like her. Lisa winced as she drank from the can and pulled her gaze away from the adjacent windows. There's a weird feeling of frustration from not getting enough and wanting so much from a near-perfect stranger who just happened to stay beside her unit and shared some of her proclivities. There's an odd feeling of impatience, of longing, of annoyance from being disregarded too much and teased too little. Lisa couldn't get enough of her and it bothers her. And she couldn't think straight and play her games and it bothered her too. She trudged towards the armchair near her balcony and picked up the blanket she left there, thinking twice if she'd use it around her body. She decided to ball it up instead and use it as a makeshift pillow as she sat on the chair. The can loosely hung on her fingers and her head tilted up and resting on the blanket she placed on the padded back cushion. She tried closing her eyes. She's starting to feel anxious about these foreign feelings. She remembered how she felt when her neighbor's eyes looked at her levelly, never surprised at finding her in the weirdest positions and instead as if they were constantly expecting her. She placed the can on her lips and sipped a little. She sighed again, then placed the cold beer can on her neck, trying to cool her off a little. You know, I do have to give it to Lisa because it's like the fact that her introduction to Jenny was Jenny watching her being eaten out. That's true. That's like a lot to deal with. <laughs> Never having even spoken to a person. <laughs> and to just like kind of have to think that. of myself in this situation. And if I have any applicable experience, mm. I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast. I think I have. Where I got caught the first time, right before I was about to have sex for the first time. Oh, 
if you did it was early days <laughs> it was early days the point of that being that's as close as i've ever gotten to something like this you know yeah because she walked in my then boyfriend's sister walked in and i was stark naked so like that's <laughs> as close as i've gotten yeah and quite frankly i did not handle it as well as lisa did did so. you was that your first time meeting her no oh okay see and then there's that yeah it wasn't my first time it wasn't like, she knew me because that adds another layer of just like exposure mm -hmm. you know though i think i'd be more comfortable with a stranger yeah yeah some food for thought you know <laughs> think about it think about it <laughs> it would do her no good to reminisce about those stairs but here she is middle of the night and succumbing to mild alcohol and overridden by tingly needs what else was she gonna do she could do worse she could have been imagining instead those delicious lips that formed a taunting smirk and how they'd taste like as she pulled on the brunette's lower lips teasingly. Ha ah, fuck. Now she started it. She felt her shirt hike up a little when she shuffled to ease the throbbing between her legs. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> she sat a little more upright, her eyes falling on her neighbor's still quiet and softly lit room. Lisa felt her jaws grind a little as she remembered her neighbor as she stood there staring at her while the moonlight illuminated her gorgeous face. She closed her eyes and remembered how the envelopes ran through her skin, soft but not delicate, seemingly chaste but bursting with innuendos. She couldn't believe an object, an imagined extension of her neighbor's touch, could set her senses on fire. Unconsciously, her hand brought the cold can slowly to her knees, her eyes still shut as she felt the cold tin hit the skin of her joint. The temperature coming in contrast to her throbbing skin felt just like ice met fire, and it felt fitting of how she felt around her neighbor, lust around controlled emotions, yearning and dominance. She slowly moved the can up her leg. She bit on her lip as she imagined cold fingers warmed by her skin barely touching her, traversing through the insides of her legs. She felt her breathing hitch as she felt the cans cold near her inner legs, opposing temperatures with her now damp underwear. She's so close to making her beer can play along her cotton covering, anything to ease the throbbing. Her eyelids flew open, hearing muted sounds from outside her condominium. Immediately, her gaze fell on her neighbor's windows, but it's still empty, only the soft lights occupying the space. She was about to sigh disappointedly when she saw a figure slowly cross the space, a tall serving of wine in the glass on hand and a soft silky robe as her only accessories. The woman of her distracted fantasy slowly walked towards the chaise lounge and stood in front of it, eyeing the view of the city. If she has already seen Lisa, she's not giving any indication at all. Lisa didn't mind. From afar, she could control her emotions, and, and watching her neighbor, oblivious, felt satisfying, like as if she's feeding her curiosity and not just her lust. She watched the brunette gracefully stand in front of her closed glass balcony for a few minutes. The soft light of the moon illuminated her pale face, and somehow she looked less dominant as she remembered her. She had none of the sharpness, and only the weariness of the day slowly easing out through every sip of her wine. Lisa silently thanked the gods for the invention of 500-milliliter beer cans, because she still had beer tiding her over as she watched her neighbor. Would have been a shame if she had to go back to the chiller to get another can and lose sight of this scenery. She's almost sure her neighbor would never approve of Lisa finding her in such slight vulnerability, and the blonde reveled in finding an almost secret. Almost like a bad habit, too, the brunette side-eyed her neighbor. But like always, Lisa found her unsurprised at all, and it made Lisa felt both unsettled and excited to think that maybe, just maybe, her neighbor's constantly looking for her, too. But Lisa saw her eyes narrow a little. 
her lips curved upward in a small, barely there smirk. And she's almost sure she won't see that soft vulnerability again for tonight. Lisa sipped a bit from her beer, careful to leave a small sheen on her lips that she slowly licked clean, feeling the brunette's eyes locking on her tongue and her mouth dropping open just a smidge. Lisa found that she doesn't mind shifting to playfulness again, so she cocked her head a little and smirked at the brunette. Were you looking for me? The brunette didn't react, but she slowly sat on her chaise lounge, her eyes never leaving the blondes. Her other leg left hanging on the side and was exposed slightly by the robe that slid a little from her skin. She sat there, back straight, chest puffed a little. She pulled a long drink from her wine glass. Lisa didn't budge. Her body responded to her neighbor's dominance as she felt her nipples chafe a little from her shirt. Ow. Yeah, nope, not pleasant, not fun, <laughs> don't like that, no thank you. But she refused to let the shiver of her skin betray her. Can't sleep either? Her body didn't shift and let her lips and eyes talk, the curves of the blonde's mouth every so often forming into a small smirk or her eyes meeting her neighbor's gaze. The brunette followed the same, communicating unsaid thoughts through small shifts in their stares. The brunette drank from her wine, then smirked a little, as her eyes playfully moved to look at Lisa's slightly exposed legs. She could almost hear her neighbor's thoughts. I was looking for a midnight snack. Lisa smiled earnestly, a little giggly. The space between them was definitely allowing her to breathe, but it's still insane how the brunette can make her feel this way just by staring. She could admit to the chemistry being off the charts, but for her neighbor to leave her unsettled like this? Almost unheard of from her entire flirting history. The brunette gazed at her, but this time something in her neighbor's look shifted. Lisa couldn't exactly figure out what it was, but her cat-like eyes somehow softened. The girl leaned back with her elbows propped on the lounge, her head tilted around as if moving to remove stiff areas. She let her gaze fall on Lisa's eyes again. She now feels more relaxed, and Lisa felt a slight sense of warmth, indulging in the feeling that maybe she's both an aphrodisiac and comfort for her. They both stared at each other, wordlessly studying the other with a mix of both need and lust and healthy curiosity and perhaps even trying to remember details about their masks and their skins to tide them through the next few days until they see each other again. And that's the end of this chapter. Okay, so, yeah, feelings about the chapter. Um, beautifully written. Yeah, that one paragraph. I'm going to be thinking about that for a while. <laughs> um, the, the, like, it's not even pining, just like the anticipation mm -hmm. that we're going through right now is everything. I'm yeah. like itching in my skin. Mm -hmm. So yeah. And personally, I couldn't wait this long. No. <laughs> I am much too I've impatient. never waited that long, actually. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. So anyway. <laughs> we are let's get down to business kind of people. Yeah, because <laughs> we will affeat the hump. <laughs> Y'all don't know that joke. So I will give it I am, Mulan came out when I was two years old. Uh -huh. So Mulan is my Disney princess. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and apparently when I was very small and I did not pronounce words correctly, <laughs> I used to sing to defeat the Huns <laughs> instead of to defeat the Huns, to which my family still says it pretty often. <laughs> and I take no offense because that's cute. It is cute. There's also this recording I don't remember what's happening in the recording or why there's a recording. Oh, what was happening? My dad was interviewing my brother, who is four <laughs> years older than me. So at this point, well, if I'm talking like that, he's I'm probably three and he's probably like seven. Um, and my dad's like, 
talking to my brother. My brother's explaining all these birds of prey because that's what he was into at the moment. And then my dad goes, <laughs> so like, and what do you have to say, Camille? And I go, I'm Mulan. <laughs> In this tiny voice. It's so cute. On this it's so cassette funny. tape that we have. I'm Mulan. <laughs> and you know what? I literally, this is a story for the next episode. I will tell it, but the... <laughs> The crumbs I will give you right now <laughs> is that I literally cried about Mulan, the character, yesterday. So anyway, <laughs> let's move on to chapter six. Yeah. Hashtag love Mulan. <laughs> it happened again the next night. And the next night. It was Friday, 11 p.m. She just got back from a dinner with Rosé and one of their colleagues to discuss plans of what they needed to do tomorrow. They had to be in the office the next day, and normally Lisa didn't mind. It's a common, it's all common in their line of work, especially when they're trying to meet deadlines. Rosé, however, asked her to hang out for a few drinks, which she declined, and scuttled away to get home by 9 p.m. The pink-haired girl was surprised and raised an eyebrow at her the rest of the night, but Lisa couldn't very well tell Rosé that she has a staring date with her neighbor and that it's way, way better than alcohol. This Which is so you? gay. Yeah. I, I, no, I can't go out. I've got a staring date at night. <laughs> like, I just... <laughs> that's so gay. The mood pop beats Lisa had put on were softly wafting, the bass beating around the room. She paced around, a strawberry hanging on her lips as she sucked on its juices, wondering how else she can calm herself down. Earlier, she changed into a deep blue silk chemise shorts set that hung on her thin frame well. Her long lash, her long ash blonde hair locked into a small bun by a pencil she found in her room. This is AKA peak fan fiction imagery. Yeah. The bun? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can hear One Direction in the background. <laughs> her hair was still perfectly wavy from the big curls she put in this morning, and she predicted it would work well with her sleepwear lingerie. The past three days felt like a play on anticipation. On Thursday, Lisa lingered on her armchair again, staring at her neighbor's windows. By 11 p.m., her neighbor walked into the view, talking on the phone, initially looking at her balcony before her head moved towards Lisa's in anticipation. They stared each other down, tension thick between them. Lisa wore a pair of body-hugging camis and a pair of old, soft boxers. Not the most striking outfit she has. She's aware. But on Lisa, it definitely hugged all the right curves. Something, obviously, her neighbor has noticed, the way her eyes unhurriedly wandered around her collarbones and her long legs. The heaviness of her gaze was a contrast to the brunette's lips, which kept moving fast, albeit sternly. A faint voice from the next door, the only sound Lisa could hear. Lisa wondered how those lips would feel, murmuring random words into the valleys of her skin. It made Lisa swallow thickly, licking the craving on her lips. Ooh. I love licking that. Licking the craving on her lips. Gorgeous. Stunning. <laughs> she saw the blonde hesitate a little after her eyes followed her tongue. Her cat-like eyes sharpened as they turned and walked away from Lisa's sight. The blonde thought that that was pretty much it for the night until the girl went back into her view this time, clutching a glass of wine. She was still on the phone, but her eyes were fucking Lisa hard. She seemed to be clutching her wine almost like a lifeline, almost like she's using the alcohol to tide her tongue over with a skin she couldn't yet taste. Lisa saw her play with the wine a little in her mouth as she eyed the blonde's exposed skin. Her neighbor was definitely trying to give a new definition to thirsty. <laughs> For a moment, the blonde wondered how she was still on a business call. 
because the way her eyes devoured her felt like she must have been a little distracted at very least. When her call ended, the brunette continued to stare at her. Lisa raised her beer can as a slight toast in the air before she swigged a long one, but her neighbor just smirked and sipped on her wine along with Lisa. Lisa wondered if she ever did anything else but smirk, knowing for sure that those lips were very talented. Hmm. They continued watching each other for a few long minutes. When her neighbor drank the last of her wine, Lisa saw her gaze at her again, but this time she's biting on her lips hard. The tie was having a hard time translating that. She didn't look exactly like she was teasing, more like she seemed conflicted. She then heaved a deep sigh, then slowly moved away from the chaise lounge. The light switched off shortly after. And there's some big empty space here, which I'm going to interpret as a time skip. Imagine having to tell Rosé that this was exactly what she was looking forward to tonight. Oh, actually not a time skip, more like a back to the present reality. Because mm-hmm. that was more of a memory. Oh, okay, okay. Now okay. we're back. <laughs> A repeat of a loaded staring match, a night of wondering what exactly else Lisa can do with it. Oh, she's not that impatient to knock on her neighbor's door by any means, but the brewing feeling down in her abdomen was starting to get harder to ignore. But right now, she feels giddy, like trying to play around with a little crush. Giddy, 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 all night. She pulled a pencil stuck on her hair and freed her bun, running her fingers on her hair to fix it in the perfect wavy mane. She opened a tall can of beer and had a swig while she played with a new large strawberry in her other hand, walking towards her balcony. She's almost sure her neighbor would be late. She seemed to work till very late nights. Imagine Lisa's surprise when she found the girl next door sitting in her chaise lounge wearing only a silk floral robe. The same one Lisa remembered she was wearing the first night she met her, sipping wine and surrounded by the room's usual soft lights. She caught the brunette's playful eyebrow raise, and Lisa understood that immediately. You're late. (laughs) Lisa cocked her head a little before she smiled. She started to walk backwards towards her armchair without her eyes leaving the brunette's. Slowly lowered herself on her armchair as soon as she felt the cushions hit her leg. She bit on her strawberry, the juices abundant in her mouth. Lisa's thumb ran across her chin to catch the juice, then playfully swirled her tongue on her thumb as she raised it to her mouth. Her neighbor watched as she slid her hand slowly, erotically, down her lower lip, pulling it sensuously as it gripped from her thumb. Lisa can see her neighbor stopped breathing, and she smiled, victorious in her teasing. The brunette's mouth moved to form a small grimace. Her forehead creased as she looked at her own hand that's not gripping her wine glass. She raised it on her mouth, and Lisa noticed she was holding onto something red. When she bit it on it a certain way, the blonde realized she was only onto a strawberry, too. Imagine the odds. Her neighbor gazed at her again as she slowly chewed on the fruit, her hold on her wine glass a little tight, like she's debating something in her pretty head. Lisa sat there, her grip on her strawberry a little tighter than usual. She wondered how that strawberry tasted in her neighbor's mouth. Once again, her tongue had dominated hers. Almost like an impulse, she slowly sucked on her strawberry as her eyes fluttered shut, trying to chase the taste of her neighbor's mouth in hers. A warm feeling overtook her, and she couldn't help a moan leave her mouth. The brunette's jaw flattened, almost like she heard the, almost like she heard that enticing moan from Lisa. She took a sip from her wine and stared at her again, her breathing getting faster. Lisa's little display was obviously affecting her. Lisa saw her take a deep breath, then move away from the chaise lounge. For a moment, Lisa panicked. Was this it for the tonight? But she saw her place her wine glass on the floor, and then she grabbed her phone that was on the chaise lounge with her. She tapped on the screen for a bit. 
the soft lights dimmed, potentially controlled from her phone, and soon her neighbors, now illuminated more by the soft moonlight from her balcony. She tapped on the screen again and then placed her phone on the floor beside her wine. She sat on the chaise lounge again, this time her back towards Lisa. She moved her neck and shoulders a little, trying to soften her joints. Her robe then slowly fell off her right shoulder. Lisa sat up a little. She just realized that her neighbor was naked under that silk robe. <laughs> what else would she I be, I know. Lisa? What do you mean what you else just she realized, Lisa? This is the game Girl, we're playing. I'm a little disappointed in you. <laughs> <laughs> she held her breath. The anticipation of what this will come to was starting to make her feel heady. The brunette then slid on the chaise lounge, lying fully on the sofa. The moonlight illuminated her body, but only softly so, almost like helping her keep secrets from Lisa. From where the latter sat, she could only see the woman's legs raised up a bit and then folded on the knees, the brunette's hair falling lazily on the edge of the sofa. She felt her breath hitch when she saw half of her robe slide onto the side of the sofa towards the floor, leaving the woman half exposed. Oh my. That's in the story, that's not me. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> her neighbor's right hand slowly toward her exposed body. Lisa could only see the hand exploring, the body still partially hidden by the shadows and the way she lay on the sofa. The feeling of watching but not seeing everything, the feeling of being a voyeur but still having to imagine those curves she's touching, the tasteful way the soft lights helped play around in the shadows she manipulated. This was mind-blowingly hot. Lisa's mouth formed an O as her eyes followed those fingers grazed through the woman's body. She arched as she seemed to have touched her breast, squeezing one of them and clamping on a nipple. Lisa's mouth ran dry. She wanted to be able to do it to her, to run her tongue through those very mounds. But she knew the rules were just this. She was delegated as a specter. She can't ruin it by running to her door and knocking wildly, even if she wanted to do exactly that. These were the rules of play, and she recognized that, despite aching so hard to want to touch her neighbor. It seems that she could hear her troubled thoughts when her head moved towards Lisa and her cat-like eyes latched onto hers, her face looking at her like she needed more, too. Her left hand moved towards her face and Lisa lost her gaze as the brunette closed her eyes and moved her head up, biting into the strawberry she brought to her mouth. Lisa could practically hear her moan as her mouth devoured it, seeing her tongue dart around the fruit like it was aiding her parched mouth. You know, I love that strawberries are like this imagery and it's something that's like very, um, like locked in with romance. Yeah. I hate strawberries most of the time. I don't like strawberries either. <laughs> I don't like I don't like fruit. Really. I do like fruit. <laughs> but like strawberries are so unpredictable. I, I, and it sucks because I love the overall aesthetic of yeah. strawberries. Mm -hmm. And I love the overall vibe of just like fruit and femininity. Yeah. And all that. So it's all just very beautiful to me. But like I can't be very into it because like I don't I'm thinking about how that strawberry could taste. <laughs> And it's not fun for me. <laughs> but also, beautiful writing. Yeah. Great imagery. Love yeah. it. This is exactly... The imagery is correct. Yeah. The metaphors here, correct. Yeah. She then looked back at Lisa as she smirked, the juices of the fruit all over her lips. The fingers of her right hand started touching the fruit slowly, sliding around the slick center. Lisa heard herself gasp, almost feeling her own slit being caressed by her fingers. She trembled as she imagined those very fingers exploring her possibly reveling at the wetness that's now pooling in her panties. She dropped the fruit on her wine, then looked at her fingers, then at Lisa. Follow my hand, her eyes commanded. 
Lisa bit on her lip, then nodded. The fact that she commanded those very actions to her neighbor last week and are now being used on her felt incredibly dominating, and she found herself wanting to say yes to pretty much anything from her neighbor's wishes. The brunette's strawberry-tainted fingers slowly traveled towards her body again, her left hand clawing the rest of her ropes to the side to make space. Lisa held her breath as she waited painfully for those fingers, watching as they slid carefully across her neighbor's naked body. Lisa gasped again as she saw her neighbor's arm reach down and then her body arched deliciously. She couldn't fully see whether the brunette was touching her clit or plunging her fingers into her wetness, but all Lisa knew was that she was pleasuring herself. She was pleasuring herself for Lisa, whose <laughs> eyes couldn't leave her neighbor even if she was pulled by some natural disaster away from her place. Fucking finally. <laughs> Scratch that. This was mind-blowingly hot. <laughs> Lisa could almost hear it. The moans and the gasps as her neighbor's mouth opened as her body moved to a beat only the brunette's ears could hear. Was she imagining Lisa going down on her too? Was she imagining her fingers inside of her, feverishly going in and out until she could feel her orgasm build? The blonde sat there, mesmerized by the whole show unfolding. This was private and only for her. Oh God, only for her. And she could only sit there and watch as her gorgeous neighbor put on a show. Lisa could feel her impatience take on her, and unconsciously, her body stood up and moved away from her armchair and towards the window. Closer, but not close enough. She stood in front of her window, holding a strawberry and a beer can, and turned on beyond belief. Seemingly sensing her closer, her neighbor's head looked up towards Lisa and held her stare as she kept pleasuring herself, her left hand kneading her breasts as her other hand kept itself busy. Her flushed skin was starting to look moist under the moonlight, and Lisa wanted to run her tongue on them, taste every sweat on her skin, and lick the wetness of her pussy, and then taste every sweat on her skin and lick the wetness of her pussy that currently has a hint of strawberry. Strawberry. Lisa swallowed thickly, then looked at the fruit on her hand before she looked back at those scorching cat-like eyes. She then mashed the fruit a little in her hand, then placed it on her mouth, and licked it. She licked the flesh of the fruit, much like how she would have devoured the brunette's wet pussy. She licked it and imagined it must have tasted a little like that, all sweet and tangy and interlaced with her hand sweat. She licked it as the juices slid on her chin, imagining there her neighbor's juices dripping down her face. And she licked it without her eyes leaving her neighbors, who seemed to understand what she's trying to do, and catapulted her, arching her back as she moaned, releasing her orgasm while she put on a delectable show for Lisa. The blonde stood there, ears almost deaf from her heartbeat trying to get out of her ribcage, jaw dropped as she took in the show unfolding in front of her. All for her. When her neighbor finally calmed down, she continued to lie there, her cum-filled fingers carefully tracing her body. She chased her breath as her fingers played with her stiff nipples. She finally looked at Lisa, who still stood there, both arms down and a hand dripping strawberry juice on the side, face slick with the juices of the fruit she just imagined to be her neighbor's pussy. Lisa stood there, possibly looking both satisfied and still absolutely horny, and her neighbor smiled languidly before sitting up and pulling her robe around her and then leaving her blonde neighbor alone. As the lights closed on Lisa, she still couldn't fathom what happened. All she knew was that she absolutely wants more. And that's the end of this chapter. Absolutely. <laughs> because we're getting somewhere. We're, we're getting progressing. Somewhere. You guys are admitting. <laughs> yeah. Like, before it was, like, just voyeurism. Yeah. Now we're bringing in a little bit of feeling. Yeah. <laughs> you guys can't see the hand motions I was doing at the end here. But Nods immediately made fun of me. <laughs> you know? Um... So it's like, yeah, we're just, we're, <laughs> I'm so excited. It's great. Mm -hmm. It's wonderful. It's awesome.
also, this is unfic related, but by the time this episode comes out, you will have already gone to K-Play Fest again oh, as Nikki. That's right. Yeah. So I can't wait to talk about that in the next episode, <laughs> now that we're kind of far removed from it. But um, yeah, I'm very excited. Haven't been to K-Play Fest in a minute. Um, I'm glad it's it's not very far <laughs> um, from where I live. So um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I hope I see um, any listeners there. <laughs> um, can't wait to talk to vendors. Can't wait to test my control skills. Mm-hmm. And um as I try not to purchase everything in sight. Um, I've got $4 to my name right now, so it'll be pretty easy. But uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Support K-pop crafters and K-pop small businesses, y'all. But on that note, that's going to conclude this episode. If you'd like to catch us in between episodes, you can do so at K-pop Pillow Talk, all one word, all lowercase on all social media platforms. And if you like us and want to let us know, please do a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or any other listening service that allows you to do so. And with that, thanks for listening to this episode of K-pop Pillow Talk. I'm Millie. I'm Nods. But hey! Thank you for listening to K-pop Pillow Talk. Our cover art is by Camille Dorsey. Music by Nadia Dorsey. Audio edited by Jordan Johnson. K-Pop Pillow Talk is a Lovely Wolf production.